Blog Talk Radio. Yes, you do. With my girl Drew. Cameron G and Destiny. Charlie's Angels. Come on. Come on. Uh, uh, uh. Question. Tell me what you think. World Peace the show that features six- and seven-figure earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 New Eastern Standard Time as Deborah Hardnett, CEO of Deborah Hardnett International and founder of The Professional Black Woman, showcase the triumphant journeys of these powerful sisters. You will be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 New Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278. Today's broadcast is brought to you by www.wealthysisters.com, where the show can be heard 24 hours a day. And now your host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to another wonderful Wealthy episode here of Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by theprofessionalblackwoman.com. Wealthy Sisters, where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color, Our purpose is twofold. First, to inspire and encourage the listening audience. And second, to edify, promote, acknowledge, or just say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Today is Monday, October 19, 2009, and we are here every week at the same time. Monday's at 12 noon Eastern, so please spread the word. Today, I'm telling you what, is a show that's all about no excuses. Our very special guest is a woman that lives by that creed. She overcame one of life's greatest challenges while still running a successful company. She is magnificent. Dr. Joel Martin, President and CEO of Triad West Incorporated, which happens to be an outstanding consulting and training firm. Dr. Martin is also the owner of Positively Powerful Events and Productions, where she has launched the Les Brown and Joelle Martin Retreat, the Empowered Entrepreneur, I love these names, Positively Powerful Breakfasts, and Positively Powerful Women Celebrate, Gala Awards Dinner and Workshops. She is a transformational expert and a passionate advocate for women, self-empowerment through education, generations, cultural understanding, and overcoming life's challenges. The primary topics of her inspirational and informative presentations and keynotes you will soon see. Dr. Martin was featured on the Today Show, the New York Times, Essence, U.S. News, and World Report, Black Enterprise, Working Woman, Fortune, Man, and appears in the transformational films The Answer and Fireside Chat. She is the author of There and Back, a book of poetry she wrote while after successful treatment of cancer and how to be a positively powerful person. Dr. Martin serves on the Human Relations Commission for the City of Scottsdale as Power Networking Conference Director of Education and as a delegate at large for the AAHSA Board Member of American Baptist Homes of the West, NAMD Emeritus Chairperson, past Board Member of Consortium for Learning and Research in Aging, and the American Red Cross Grand Canyon Chapter. She was also appointed by Arizona's Governor Janet Napoleano, I said I was going to practice that, to her Youth and Gain Commission. 
She, I might add, also is one of our featured speakers for the Winter Summit Conference and Expo, which will be held March 19th and 20th at the Baltimore Harbor Hyatt Regency. Well, after we take this quick break, you will hear from none other than Dr. Joelle Martin. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure earning women of color, tune in Mondays at 12 New Eastern Standard Time as Deborah Hardnett, CEO of Deborah Hardnett International and founder of The Professional Black Woman, showcase the triumphant journeys of these powerful sisters. You will be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278. Today's broadcast is brought to you by www.wealthysisters.com, where the show can be heard 24 hours a day. And now your host, Deborah Hardnett. Yes, we are back live and in living color with the outstanding Dr. Joel Martin, who happens to be the president and CEO of Triad West. We'd like to say welcome, Dr. Martin. We're so Thank grateful you. to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. I sound oh, like you're okay. on the road. I know you're a woman about moving in business. Yes, I am moving in business and moving on the heart. You know, I'm a transformational expert, and I love people, and I'm just delighted to be with you today, Deborah, and to see you in March as well. Yes, I cannot wait. I mean, Dr. Martin is one of our original speakers um, that we uh, actually made a contract with. We had originally had planned to have the event this past month, and uh, we have been going through some awesome changes, so it's going to be a powerful event, and we know that you have something to share with us in March. Indeed. Yes, yes, I absolutely love your new website. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. I've, I've yeah. got a, um, a couple of blog pages, too, you might be interested in. The topic of the month is diversity, and we've been spending uh, some time talking to people here in the Valley, where I live in Arizona, about diversity and all of its challenges and connecting that to um, how do we get more business, how do we create relationships. So it's a fascinating blog, and I, Deborah, I'd love it if you'd give me your comments on it when you have a minute, busy person that you are. Oh, oh, definitely. So what, which blog would you like us to pay attention to? Give them to us now. Okay, it's PositivelyPowerful.com forward slash insights. And it's the, the blog on diversity. And there's a rotating series of featured blogs, and so there are any number of topics that may be of interest to you. Wow. Now, you know, you are so right on time. I mean, diversity, You we, we thought probably was not uh, as of a hot topic, I guess, um, because we're all excited about our new president. But it's really seemed to me to have brought this issue more to the forefront. What What is your opinion on that, and what, what are you some of the things you're discussing in your blog on diversity? When I think about our president, he is the epitome of what diversity represents nowadays. There's been a change in thinking. It used to be back in the good old days of Wonder Bread and everyone looking alike and you needed to be assimilated to get your job done or to get a job even. 
um, have the right suit, look like a man, have the right hairdo. And nowadays, people are owning their power. They are owning their their distinct uniqueness, and we are similar in that we are distinctly unique. And um, uh, that plus there being five generations in the workplace at one time, these are the kind mm-hmm. of things that are, are getting people really lit up. Um, recently, mm-hmm. Deborah, I had a, a, an opportunity to facilitate a conversation amongst the CEO and executive directors of some of the nation's leading um, arts and cultural institutions, and they started talking about their challenges of diversity. And what they mm-hmm. said is they want to have people on their boards that are diverse, but they don't know how to find the people that fit the profile that they're looking for. And, I, I mean, we had a great time on that topic, as you can imagine. Oh, I can imagine. I can. Yeah, well, I'm sure you told them about us. <laughs> That's why we provide the platform yes. that we do so that they can know that we are out here. Yes, it is not just go. what the mainstream media promotes uh, as right. far as we're concerned. So, wow, I can imagine that. And it's interesting you said that there are five generations in the workplace at one time. Are you meaning um, what I'm hearing you say, five generations? Five distinct generations because of better medicine, better care, um, and like it or not, better. You know, everybody may not have the health care that they want and that our president is looking to have people have, but we do have better health care. So, in one one generation would be those people who we consider the senior generation. You know, those are folks like seventy or so, seventy in the eighties, right. and you know, that's one generation. They may still be working out there. I mean, they're not all just going to Walmart and pushing those car taxes. That's then right. the next generation, the baby boomers, you know, the ones in the generation of uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, J.F. Kennedy, the assassin, those horrific assassinations, that's the second generation. Then the third generation, we, after the baby boomers, we have Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. And the Generation Xers, those are the ones that they just saw the birth of technology. You know, they were the ones that were the new users of technology. And after them came, let's see, that's the third generation, Generation Y, is the next mm-hmm. one, and these are the the young men and women. They're really leading up some very powerful companies. They're very entrepreneurial-oriented, and if you're working with a Gen Y, know that competency is the key thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then the generation that comes after them, probably yet to be named, but these young men and women are so tech-savvy that when you talk to them, you've got to be mindful about how they process information. They process mm-hmm. it in a very different way. Well, obviously, I could go on and on and on about generations and diversity because I, I love people, and people are so unique. Uh, but that that tells you what I mean by there are five distinct generations, and each generation is unto itself. And when we look at the wealthy sisters in those generations, they crossed, they cut across that band almost like you got wealthy sisters that are, are well, hey, our first millionaire is Madam C.J. Walker. She's mm-hmm. no longer with us, but she certainly set a template for us in our senior generations because they know who she is and they know her struggle and they know how she succeeded. And you keep going through time and you'll find wealthy sisters in every generation still making their mark. Yeah, that, I mean, that's powerful what you're saying. I mean, you said that we are similar uh, in, in the fact that we all have our own uniqueness. And, yeah. and, and I love when you said, too, that, People today are owning the power, their power, and I kind of, I kind of heard you talk about the the techie generation, the kids today who uh-huh. 
um, uh, owning that power, and you did mention the tech. Do you do you think a lot of the fact that we are owning our power today has a lot to do with the internet? Absolutely, and, absolutely. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. because of globalism and technology, we have a very, very flat, if you will, um, system in corporate America and in businesses. You know, it used to be mm-hmm. you had that man or woman at the top and you did as they said. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. in, a, in a drop of a hat, we can go online. Like mm-hmm. you did. Like I, I visited Facebook today and you've got your Facebook page and you've been telling people about this, this talk we're having today. Mm-hmm. You know, when... And if you notice on Facebook and other social media, it doesn't matter what kind of picture you put up. It doesn't have to be you. Right, you know right, who right. You are, quote, unquote. You can be a right. purveyor of knowledge and wisdom and, and skills and own your power, and you have an avatar. You put your avatar right. out there that looks nothing like you. So, right. you know, when they, when they research what it is about people that has them be noticed, the first thing people noticed was race. The second thing they noticed was gender. Well, with technology, Joel Martin could very well be a white man. Yes, yes, especially with doctor in front of it. <laughs> exactly, and then let me put in my maiden name, Dr. Joel Prendergast. You know, oh, you my know, goodness, who, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so technology is, is wonderful. I love technology. I'm not as, yes. as up-to-date on it as some, but what I'm using, I'm enjoying yeah, I mean, it, it really has made a difference. And, and just like you, I, I love people. My, my, my major was sociology. I minored in anthropology. So I can appreciate how our um, society and how the, the, the type of technology that we use actually does govern our, our, our society, uh, the way that we converse and communicate with one another. It was interesting. I was listening to one radio show, and they were, they were complaining about the Facebook, which because it's bringing about a change of how we communicate. Uh, it's not that same, I guess, one-on-one contact initially that we would normally have. And, um, you know, but I, I just thought about, well, when, how did people react when we first had the telephone? You know, when that first came out, when, when people started moving out of their communities and, and, and moving like most of our history in the 40s, how we took that, that, that flight north for yes. the steel and, and the rubber industry, how all those things changed how we communicated, um, you know, one-on-one. So those are things that we definitely have to consider, and it's very exciting that, that you actually deal with that um, one-on-one there. That's that's yes. wonderful, wonderful. So let me ask you then, how how I know um, you're there in the West area, and I'm not sure if it's a little static background or what have you there on the phone. I don't know if you can hear it or what have you. We want to make no, sure everybody can hear you clearly. It may be my phone. Um, but just, just want to know, like, how did you come – uh, with the concept of owning your own business, you know, where where did that come from for you? Did you grow up in a family of entrepreneurs or is this something you always wanted to do? Truthfully, it was neither. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, my family, um, I come from a family of uh, people, men and women, up in upstate New York in Geneva and Rochester and Syracuse area. And we didn't have the large entrepreneurial kinds of of businesses in the family. What we had was we had smaller businesses, like my grandmother took in washing. 
My mom mm-hmm. works was a waitress, and then she went to work for the gov- uh, government. My grandfather had a, a cart that he used to take kids back and forth to Hobart College. So those were entrepreneurial ventures, but not entrepreneurial ventures like creating this business that employed people or opening a bank or anything like that. So it was more about what does it take to uh, keep your family together? What does it take to fill the stomachs? Because, you know, my mother's family is eight brothers, uh, eight brothers and sisters combined. So that didn't, it didn't happen because of my family, and it didn't happen because it was something that I wanted to do particularly. What my core values are, Deborah, family, God, joy, love, um, and giving. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's what's really important to me, personal responsibility added in there just for the leveling. And I started J.P. Martin Associates, my first business, after I was pregnant, and I had my daughter, and I made the choice to stay home and be a mom to her for the first three years because I understood that the first three years of your child's life are the most important. So I decided I was going to stay home with Sabelle and be the mom, even though up to that time I was working in in advertising and I had created my first advertising commercial. And, you know, I mean, that was very rare for an African-American woman in those days. But nevertheless, the higher priority for me was my daughter's well-being. Mm-hmm. And then when she got to the age where I could, you know, we lived out in the country and, and it was about an hour from, hour and a half from New York City. When she got to the age where I could carry her, I would take her into the city with me and go visit people that I thought I could provide some services to. So being a very creative person, I did a lot of things that were just to keep my mind busy, you know, raising a child. It can sometimes be a little tedious. Gugu Gaga is, is the word of the day, you know. So, <laughs> you didn't have anybody to speak to and converse exactly. in adult language, right, throughout the right, day. Right, right. <laughs> so I made belts for Bendel. I made baby clothes. I knitted. I learned how to knit, and I made knitted things to keep my mind engaged and those were entrepreneurial, but I didn't consider it that. I was doing that for a different reason. So mm-hmm. Belle and I would go into the city, and I'd get different clients, and things grew because of the, the my value system, my creativity. One thing led to the next, and as, as the family, you know, got more and more involved, before you knew it, I had J.P. Martin Associates, a full-service advertising, one of the first women of any color to have started a full-service advertising agency. And my husband and I started it. And um, he, was, he, he has always been incredibly supportive, and he still is. Um, so J.P. Martin Associates was my first business, and it was a multimillion-dollar business that we grew quite, quite large. We created a new product for Anheuser-Busch. We did uh, new product introductions for Church's Chicken and for Clairol. And um, we were known for some very creative work. We won many, many awards lo- um, nationally locally, and a few internationally. So that was the first business. And the second business was uh, the training and development industry, shifting from marketing and advertising to training and development. And a lot of people say, well, why did you leave one and go to the other? Well, mm-hmm. I've, been running the, I've been running the agency for 20-some years, and I walked into a training room, Deborah, and you, you probably had this feeling when you got that epiphany, you know, that kind of, oh, my gosh, feeling. Yes. Yes, yes. I walked into the training room, and I discovered there was a way of communicating to people that was far more direct than writing 
the creative ads that we were writing. You know, Being Black in America, a real picture, was one of the first award winners uh, that we created, and that produced Goo Gobs of Siba Awards. And it touched hearts, so much so that we moved Dan Heiser-Bush from number eight to number two in a year, which was phenomenal with the African-American wow. community. Yeah, wow. and that was wow. on the force of that marketing campaign. But if you think about it, the pillars of that campaign were honor, dignity, respect for people, um, humanity, love, kindness. And when I walked into that training room, I discovered that I could go direct to the heart of people. I didn't necessarily need to or choose to use a media to translate for me. I could Mm -hmm. be it all myself by just talking to people, by stepping into their lives with them by empathy and by empowering them. So, you know, there was this one day when uh, the question hit me like a ton of bricks. It's, what do you want to do with the rest of your life, Joelle? Sell one more bottle of Budweiser beer or make a difference with a human being? And when I got that question, there was nothing that I could do but say, it's time to leave. Mm. So that's how the training business began. And I went back to square one. I was a rookie. (laughs) I went back to school to learn why does experiential education work? What is it about it? Where did it begin? Who thought of it? Because I tend to be very curious, a lifelong learner. And that's Mm -hmm. how I shifted from advertising and marketing and communications to transformational technology, which is my business now. Wow. So as you can see, it wasn't because of my family other than the core values, and it wasn't because I wanted to have a business. It was like I was compelled and called to have a business. Right, and you answered that call. You weren't afraid to accept the challenge no. that was put right before you. And I like the fact, too, that you mentioned that you you were translating, you know, as an advertiser and a marketing exec, you were translating what you want to communicate to people by a, another medium, a form of media, media there. But when you stepped into the training, you really could at this point have real engaging um, communication because they could, you could actually then see what their response was yes. as opposed to just with, um, designing or, or laying out the ads or what have you. Of course, you saw right. the response in your awards, which is congratulations. Wow. Um, I, I must say how humble you are in sales. Yes. <laughs> how humble you are. I mean, we've known each other a little over a year now, and I, I just had no idea of just all of the those great accomplishments that you that you've had, and I'm sure you can speak to humility of what that has to do as well with your success. Well, you know, I learned I learned the hard way. Pride goeth before a fall. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of times that in my own um, self-consciousness and um, what can I say? It wasn't just self-consciousness. In my own mm, defense. Thinking. No, okay. what am I thinking? In my own defensive habit, that mm-hmm. I would be more arrogant than mm-hmm. than was was really. It was not in alignment with with the core values that I've just shared with you. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. were times when I said and did things that really were not in alignment. And you know, pride goes before a fall. So there were a couple times where I was stepping. <laughs> you know, really. Uh, and I think we all learn that way. So, and, and, you know, I don't consider it 
and I thank you for this, but I don't consider it humility on my side so much as speaking my truth. You know what I mean? Yes, you know, so I it's do. It's not like I'm saying this so that I appear to be humble. It's just this is my Who truth you are. Today. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Oh, I, I so can relate to that. I mean, you you can have a moment when you think you've got everything and, and then you learn something else. So when I, I uh, hit that, age of the big four zero, I was right. old enough to say I learned that I realized I don't really know anything. There you go. <laughs> All that I thought I did. It? Yes, it does. Yeah. You know, and I always quote my, my uh, grandmother who would say, you know, I like to stay green because when I'm ripe, I'm dead, you know. I always <laughs> want to keep, keep it fresh. I know, I know. Well, I tell you, this has just been so great. I do have to remember we got to pay a few bills here. I'm just okay. excited having Dr. Joel Martin here on uh, Wealthy Sisters today. It's just been an honor, and we're looking forward to learning more about those great things that you have this year when we come right back from our commercial break. Deborah Hartnett International. Helping you design your future. We are business development consultants. Your one-stop source for starting or enhancing your business. Our team of professionals are among the best in the country. Our services range from establishing your corporation to developing and executing your branding strategy to website design and promotion. We even help you with establishing your business credit. Visit us today at www.debrahardnet.com to view a full list of services or call toll-free 800-493-0339. Mention this ad and receive a 15% discount off our gold package. Well, yes, we are back live on Wealthy Sisters with Dr. Joel Martin, President and CEO of Triad West Incorporated. Now, you have shared with us, Dr. Martin, what Triad West is. It's your training and consulting uh, firm. Where did you come up with the name? How did you decide on that? Triad um, it was originally named uh, by Charles Richardson, who I was a partner with. And there was Triad West, Triad East Coast, and Triad Midwest. And we were a series of advertising agencies uh, marketing and a- advertising agencies, and I bought the company name. I bought the company and, and, and formed it as my own entity. So the name Triad had to do with the kind of services that we offer. And so, mm-hmm. you know, three is the perfect number, and I love the name, and we are out in the West, and that's how the name came to be. Truthfully, yeah. That's really how it happened. Yeah, that's great. I love that name as well. Now, I know that you have a, a whole program that you uh, work with, Les Brown and George Frazier. Can you want to yes. share a little bit more about that? Yes. I'm the Director of Education and Training for the PAR Networking Conference, which happens every year. Uh, this is George Frazier's. Um, George is the CEO and the producer of it, and I select the faculty and am the customer service person for our faculty, and we have a renowned group of people. We have really an outstanding program, and if anyone is interested in joining us, um, it will be this year in June, and you can just check us out at FraserNet.com, F-R-A-S-E-R-Net, all one word, dot com. And uh, Les always kicks, us off, kicks it off with a uh, uh, speaker's summit, a speaker's forum, rather, and he has his, his top speakers there, and we have, um, I was just thinking about the, the different 
uh, different people that we have on the program. I wanted to send you a tidbit, but I think it's probably better in terms of our time if people just go to the FraserNet website and, and check it out. But it's definitely a place to be spiritually renewed, uh, trained in the um, skills of leadership, entrepreneurialism, being successful in corporate America, and there's also a, a uh, line for youth. We have some exciting programs for our youth. So that's one of the entities that I'm doing. And then we also have our Positively Powerful events, which we produce um, out of Triad West. We have Positively Powerful Women Celebrate, which will be happening in spring, and it's a, an opportunity. Oh, we have to get you here for that one, Deborah. It's an oh, opportunity yes. for women who own businesses uh, that have a self-sustaining uh, structure to them to be honored. You know, as an entrepreneur myself, a serial entrepreneur, I say, we <laughs> I've been to many events. You love that, right? I do. I, I love it. <laughs> I've been to many events where corporate women are honored. And the work they do is great, so I've decided to have an event where women entrepreneurs are, are honored. Yes. These are women of all races and backgrounds. Yes. And they are in the nonprofit profit arena as well as the for-profit arena, and they have been from uh, uh, one woman who has a company that serves the abused children of our, our state with uh, animals. She, she has uh, Gabriel's Angels. Um, and the animals, you know, the dogs uh, work with the kids, and the kids find their hearts freed and open. There is a, another woman who has a furniture business of exquisite luxury furniture, and these are women business owners. So we have a lot of different women. Uh, Fatima Halem, you may know uh, Fatima. She has the rites of passage for women and girls. So this is just an example of the uh, women that we've honored in the past. And, and then the next day, what we have is the workshop just for women. And it was designed this way intentionally so that women will, women and men, because it's not just for women, uh, the, will attend the dinner, and they will be so infused with the power and the determination and the, the commitment of the women that we honor that the next day when they walk into the workshop, they are ready to light up the world with their vision and I feel, you know, as I said on my Facebook page, imagine how the world would be when everybody lives their dream. Just imagine what it would be like. Oh, that's, wow. Yes. 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 Yeah, I mean, that's a result there of, of, of children, just the, the role that parents that we play. Uh, and even, you know, if some of us aren't parents with guardians, we, you know, well, that is a parent or, you know, you, your aunt or, or uncle, what have you, if we felt better about what we're doing, you're so right. And we don't take things for granted and we don't sometimes subconsciously or unconsciously take out our regrets that we didn't pursue what we wanted to pursue yeah. on our children. We hear so many stories of that. And, I mean, I've seen it in personal life and family and all of that, how that really can play out on how we raise children and what yeah. type of people they grow up to be. So what you are doing is powerful. It is. It really, really is. It's positively powerful. I love well, it. That I would invite everyone who has the feeling that they have a dream and that that dream is, is, is it may go out of this world when they die, that is mm -hmm. not too late. I mm -hmm. ask them and I invite them and I implore them to invest in themselves 
and purchase my book, How to Be a Positively Powerful Person, and then pay special attention to to the chapter on vision creation. A lot of times we think about, oh, that dream to own my company, oh, that dream to have that relationship, oh, that dream to finally be the, to take it up on the pulpit and be the minister that I dream of being. We say, oh, that's too far out. I could never do that. I don't even know how. But that's mm-hmm. because they're looking at the goal, which they should. You know, mm-hmm. keep your eye on the goal. But there are steps to accomplish that. You don't just jump out. You know, you, there's the first step is to imagine it. Then the next step is to talk about it. Then the third step is to commit to it. Put your butt on the line for it. Mm-hmm. And then do, do what it work. takes to have it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do the work. Mm-hmm. And then to mm-hmm. plan it step by step mm-hmm. by step. Then to do it. Then to just do it. So it's not mm-hmm. like just poof. Like mm-hmm. with, I'm mm-hmm. your magic fairy. I'm going to poof you and give you that that mm-hmm. dream you wish you had. But start. Mm-hmm. Take that step today. And the first step I highly recommend is to get the book. It's, it's available online. At your website? Okay. You can get that book on my website, positivelypowerful.com forward slash insights. Um, Get that book and do what it says, and then then there's a way to contact me on my website and let me know how I can support people. Because, again, imagine how the world would be if everyone lived their dream. And I add this to it, beginning with you, dear listeners. So that's that one. Wow. It's more to it than, than most times I know in our community what what we've been taught and what we understand, which is true. You know, God will make a way or the Lord will make a way or, you know, if it was meant to be, uh, it'll happen, especially when we run up against adversity, when we step out there and there are challenges we, because we think a lot of times when we walk out, it's because we get that go-ahead and we feel like this is what we're supposed to be doing, we think, oh, then we're not going to have any challenges. It's not, right. you know, life is not going to continue to happen and exist. And oftentimes that is, we know that that is just not true. It's just, right. if that were true, then we would be in another transitional state. We would not be living here. Yeah. <laughs> That's just yeah. a part of life. And and to, like, I like what you said, imagine it, talk it up, commit to it, and take action, have that plan. These are key steps that we have to have to bring those visions. And first of all, I love the fact that you said imagine it because we've got to realize that we can have the best life that we want and we deserve. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Mm-hmm. We don't just have to exist and accept what life, you know, what somebody else says your life. I have a client who we work with and, Mm-hmm. She 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 constantly says, um, maybe that might be too ambitious. That might be because she was always told by her family who who has not gone to school, who has not done things that she's done, and always said, well, that's too ambitious, you know. But right. um, that's because we, they might not want to step out there, but we can't let others dictate that's that. Right. So I love that, and I yeah. love it. You know, like I said, this show, of course, with you, Dr. Martin, having you here is all about no excuses. You mentioned your book um, that you wrote during your time and and, um, recovering from the the tremendous uh, obstacle that life can bring that you chose to continue. Do you want to share uh, a little bit about that and and, and how, um, you know, you, you were able to visualize what you needed to do to keep moving through those challenges? Wow. You're talking about recovering from breast cancer. 
Yes. Yes. Um, and I had my um, diagnosis in February, and it was it was a tough a tough um, a tough diagnosis for, as as everyone can imagine to be told mm-hmm. that you have breast cancer, and. How I was able to make it through there was like one step at a time, mm-hmm. you know, one step at a time. The first step, okay, this is your diagnosis, all right. Then the next step is to have a good health team, all right. I got my good health team. What What is the prognosis? Where am I on that? And asking the questions. I don't know that I saw myself um, at the end of the day, all healthy and happy. Well, no, that's that. In a way, that's not true because I did think that I was going to be able to have reconstruction, although my body rejected it, so I wasn't able to do that. Um, but in any event, it was taking it a day at a time and always looking at out at at life in this way. What is the best possible choice that I can make for myself under the circumstances? I make mm-hmm. that choice. What is the best mm-hmm. possible choice I can now make out of those circumstances? And I kept making those choices until now I, I look a little slimmer. <laughs> I, I have a book that is being very well received, a book of poetry, the first book of poetry I've ever written. And it was a, a very healing process, a very healing process. So, yes. And, you know, I, I think one of the choices that I made, too, is to listen to the friends that, that my heart said to listen to. Because there were some people that had a conversation that I didn't want to hear. It didn't feel mm-hmm. healthy to me. So mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. turned them off. You know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. listen to them. I listened to my doctors. I listened to my husband, who was a wonderful soulmate for me. And it was it was a challenge. I can't pretend that the challenge is over. You know, mm-hmm. it's, um, I had my first checkup, and God willing, and I feel very confident that, that we've caught it in time. That's the, mm-hmm. you know what, Deborah? If there's a message, it would be the first, first, very first choice was to have that, um, to have the uh, mammography. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a colleague of mine. She's she's uh, about 26, and she said she has never had a breast exam, never had mammography. Said get to the doctors, you know, because mm-hmm. young women are getting breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Just all women are, and mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. must take care of our health. We must eat healthy food. I discovered that the food that I was eating was not healthy. I love those fry. I love fried chicken. I love mm-hmm. ice cream, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. discovered that there's a way of eating that is healthier than another. I wasn't raised mm-hmm. knowing this, so mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. I choose to eat fruits and vegetables. I choose to eat um, very healthy. I choose to drink water. I choose to exercise. So, again, these are the choices that you can make and that I made in my journey. So um, have I answered your question? Oh, yes, definitely so. I mean, you, 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 you talked about how you just laid it out and you had a plan there, and you you had an option. We all have that option to just give up and, and think that, oh, wow, this is, this is, this is really here. I'm not going to be able to move forward. But you did, and the fact that you – I even wrote a book from it, and you recognize, you know, the situation for what it was, and now, you know, you're able to share and and help others by even just saying, well, this is what I'm doing now as far as eating, mm-hmm. uh, as far as exercising. And, and yes, we weren't taught that, and, and at the same time, all of the toxins and things weren't around <laughs> like they are today <laughs> either, <laughs> you know. So we know that there's no telling what um, really, really is there. 
that that can cause those things. So we we are going to take another break. I thank you so much for being very personal and sharing that with us. And when we come back, uh, if anyone has a question that you'd like to ask Dr. Martin, uh, you can dial three four seven eight three eight nine two seven eight again. You can dial three four seven eight three eight nine two seven eight and press one so that we can know that you like to speak. So hold tight. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you feel like there's never enough time in the day? You have a laundry list of 20 things to do and you still haven't done, oh yeah, the laundry. Are you at a crossroads in your life and just not certain what's your next step? Are you just overwhelmed and feel like you have lost, well, you? We are here to help. Compass Coaching is a personal development company for women. We help you find your path and bring balance to your life. Visit us today at www.mypathmylife.com. We have life coaching plans as low as $19 a month and take our free assessment. That's www.mypathmylife.com. Every woman deserves a coach. All right, we are back live here on Wealthy Sisters with Dr. Joelle Martin of Triad West. Now, you've got to tell us, Dr. Martin, how did you get from the East Coast? Because do I remember correctly that you you went to Wharton and uh, you mentioned about the advertising there with Wall Street? How did you get to the West Coast? <laughs> we decided to move uh, when we were uh, living in California. Um, I lived in California because the training company that I chose to work for um, mm-hmm. had its headquarters there. So we moved there, and now we live in Arizona. And because of the profession that I have and the, the company's clients, uh, I, as uh, the lead trainer for Tried West, I can, lead, I can travel anywhere. You know, mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. have clients in New York City. I have clients here in Arizona. Um, I work with corporations internationally, and it's just a plain white ride away. So I got here because um, we decided we wanted to have a, a lovely home and uh, no more snow to shovel. So are there simulation <laughs> of reasons why we are now in Arizona? And that was, I'm really glad to live here. I love it here. Oh, I know that you are. I mean, it so fits your personality, the peace that so resonates from you when you talk and when you speak. That that whole environment um, really, really creates that. Do, do you agree with that? Do you think your environment has something to do with your outlook or how you are, how productive maybe you are? Yes, I do. I really do, and I think that it, one can have a a peaceful environment wherever one is, and that begins with peace on the inside. And yes. then having the surroundings that empower you to continue living peacefully um, and having the practices and the meditation and the affirmations that continue to keep one feeling peace and loved and, and joy and the constant learning always growing, as one of our clients says, that that helps as well. So environment does does play a big part as and and I would also include the friends that you select as part of your environment. And mm-hmm. it's important that people who want to live a full, rich, rewarding life get rid of the negative people that are around them and, and choose new friends. Get rid of the toxic people. Mm. So yeah, I think environment has a lot to do with it and again it starts inside. The inside mm. um with the the thought patterns that we have, with the habits and the practices that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, and then mm-hmm. it, it goes outside to the which place that you live. And 
living here in Arizona um, is uh, very, it, it, the way that we live is very peaceful. Yes. Yes, I mean, the climate, the, the scenery, it just it just makes you want to just relax. <laughs> just take a deep breath. It's like you could finally get off the plane and you could just exhale. And it's not going to be, <laughs> you know, and you realize that, I don't know what it is, but that's what Arizona does to me. I realize it's really not that serious. <laughs> well, <That's the> kind. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't know that I want to go there too much. It's not that serious. There's enough of there's enough seriousness things happening here in Arizona. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, have you been here in the summertime? When it's been oh, right I have. 14? Yeah, I have. I know it's not, but I, I like the heat. But it's just something about the, the peacefulness, I guess, um, mm-hmm. in that area that um, you don't, you know, you don't see around. But I, I also like the fact that you, you, you talked about, of course, we know we can have peace on the inside, and that's where it should start. But you also brought up a key point about um, our environment being our association. That, you know, I found, I don't know what your experience has been with with working with people and and sharing that concept. I found that to be, even in my life, a great challenge at times. And because you you have that feeling where I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or you see it in the media, maybe how some celebrities may have gotten in trouble Mm-hmm. When because they still stay with that crowd that does not think like them anymore, what have you? What steps would you suggest someone to take to first of all identify who those negative drainers might be, and how would they move away from them when they've been in their life, or sometimes they can be family. Yes. What would you suggest? The first question I would I would probably ask them is what do they experience around, you know, fill in the blank? Do, mm-hmm. they, do they feel loved? Do they feel put down? Do they feel abused? What's the experience that they have, internal experience? What's their intuition tells them? tell them? Then mm-hmm. intuitively, is this a person that serves them to continue to be with? And if the answer is no, then it's not about you hurting the person's feeling. It takes a high degree of pardon me for saying it this way, but it takes a high degree of arrogance to think that you can hurt someone's feelings. Because mm. then that goes into you, yourself of saying how powerful you think you are. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Every mm-hmm. human being has the right of choice. Mm-hmm. If that person mm-hmm. is choosing to feel hurt, then they will feel hurt no matter what you say. Mm. Which would be the more powerful place to come to be with that person from I love you, this is part of my life that I need to develop and when you the person who is is alleviating the toxic toxic people, when you get your mind straight that there is nothing that this man or this woman can do to have you feel bad to have you feel less than then you'll own your power then you'll get your power back and then how you will be with that person will be very different than the person who says that they don't have the power. Are you mm. following me? You get what I'm saying? I am. I am. I am. Now, I might. You might tell me to back up, pull up a little bit, because this brings into when you when you t- you said man and woman. You know, I, I get this question a lot of times when when we are traditionally taught that you are to stay with someone um, that you marry until death. Yes. 
Okay. And, I mean, are you, what are you suggesting, you know, for that? Or do we not want to touch that area? Oh, you? I, I'm fine with touching it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you, you know, uh, there's a way that you can look at relationships. You can say that I am 50% responsible for the relationship and the, the other party, the, the person that you're married to, is 50% responsible. And I'll give 50% if they give 50%. Or you can say I'm 100% responsible for this relationship, and they are 100% responsible for this relationship. When you take on I am 100% responsible, then the way that you communicate can be very different than, you, than you're waiting for them to say or do something. That doesn't mean that that comes without an expectation for them, because you can expect them to, to, to be a certain way for you, but that doesn't mean that they will. So the question is, are you in communication with them? Are you speaking your truth to them? Are you saying what you feel? And then at the end of the day, you get to choose. So mm-hmm. some marriages are are going to last forever because people are willing to pay the prices to have that marriage last forever. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. like bad or wrong about it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. But they're willing mm-hmm. to have the – there's a great book that I, I'm reading called Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott, they're willing to have what Susan calls the fierce conversations. Uh And these are the authentic conversations. I think that many times in relationships, we have expectation, I'll speak about the men, Uh, we have expectations that about men that are based on what society says that men should be like, like men should be the breadwinners, like men should be the strong ones, like men should not be sensitive, that, you know, like that whole package, and that right. women are a certain way. But here's the thing that I'm learning being married as long as I have to my dear one. He is who he is. And right. when, I, when I stop trying to force him into a box and just accept him as being perfect and right and great just as he is, no bills, no right. rules, no expectations, he is free to show up in ways that he wasn't probably, in my mind anyway, able to before. And the same for me. So when we take off the, the, the conversation, the perception that this person has to be a certain way for me to love them, uh-huh, uh-huh. then we say, I love them, period, end of story. Uh-huh, now, that may uh-huh. mean that you're not going to be together with them, but you can still love them because there's something that brought you two together. Right, right. So whatever it is that brought you together, remember that. Remember those tender moments. Remember those moments of caring. Remember those moments of fun. And when those bad, tough times come, as they will in life, remember. Remember the greatness. Remember what your song was. And get. And women, be the loving, outrageous woman you were when he met you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> spice in the game. <laughs> Keep some flavor there, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and how how that people stay together forever and ever without doing the work. Right, right, right. I understand that. And and when you said for us, you know, since this our our show does primarily cater to women, but we have a broad listening audience of both male and uh, female. But it's 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 a great point that you mentioned about us women remembering where we were in the beginning, how we were, what, as they say, what what you used to get him or what have you, what was, you know, you had that attracted him. And so many times I think this goes back to, which 
like you, you say, you love helping people and you love empowering women. I love it as well because we lose our power. You, you, you said that. We lose our power when we, we have the children. We, we are responsible for the children. We're responsible for the, our jobs or our businesses. And then we, the sandwich generation, we have our parents that we're taking care of. We have, well, we're supposed to do the right thing. They told us to be involved here in this civic thing and here at this church and here at this synagogue or, or, or mosque or what have you. And all these, we're running around, and then we, we forget about us. And so those things happen. We, let, we just, quite frankly, let ourselves go. And, uh, you know, it's it's so empowering the words that you shared about getting back and listening to the authentic, having that authentic conversation that, that really should start with uh, with ourselves. Yes, and, and, that, and that way, if I can, you said we lose our power when we have children. May I suggest that a more powerful way that we might think as women is we give our power away when we have children. Mm. We never lost it. Mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. still there. We give it away. Mm-hmm, and if we, can, mm-hmm. if we can give it away, we can also mm-hmm. get it back. Get it back. That's right. <laughs> you know? My mama and, used to say, I brought you into this world. I could take you out. <laughs> there you go. The other, the other thing that I coach my, my uh, clients on is the, the powerful use of language. Like there's a process mm-hmm. we do in our transformational trainings that's about have to. And if you say have to often enough about anything or anyone, I have to go to work, I have to get up in the morning, blah, 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 I have to, have to. The feeling mm-hmm. that comes up is anger and resentment and, oh, my gosh, burden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you replace, consciously replace the word choose to for have to, I choose to get up, I choose to go to work, that's a word of freedom. That's a word that um, empowers you to feel energy instead of, deplete energy, you're feeling the energy, you're getting up. I choose to get up in the morning. I choose to, to say I have breast cancer and I'm going to write a book. I choose to love. I choose to, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole different yes. energy. And yes. that we choose. No one can take the power of our words, of our language away from us. Yes, yes. That is so true. And when we when we take that role, we, we can be responsible for staying on jobs that we don't like. That makes us more responsible for those choices. I mean, I'm here in the Maryland area now. Of course, grew up in Atlanta, so I kind of did a flip flop here with the with the weather and the snow. And uh, you know, I talked to several people who said, "Oh, I hate the snow." And I think, "Where are you from?" "Oh, I'm from here." "Well, you're 40 years old. Why are you still here? Why, if you, you know, why are you here?" We and 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 it's a puzzling question. You can see the puzzlement on their face. Well, I don't know. It's like we don't know that we can actually pick up and move and live somewhere else. We have that choice to do that. So, wow, this has just been awesome. We Our special guest today is Dr. Joel Martin, President and CEO of Triad West Incorporated. We, we're so delighted to have her today. We just have a few minutes left on the show. We're going to take one more com- commercial break and then we'll come back with any closing remarks that you'd like to share and uh, with everyone else. And, and, and again, we want to get your information again. All right. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDrake.com. 
the hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Carmel Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009. Yes, we are back here live on Wealthy Sisters with Dr. Joelle Martin, President and CEO of Triad West. And I want to let you know that we have an awesome event coming up that she is going to be one of our featured speakers March 19th and 20th. You need to mark your calendars and go to www.thewinnersummit.com. Hurry up, get it there. The tickets are just 129 They will go up after the 31st of this month. You don't want to miss this event. I'm telling you, it's going to be phenomenal. You've heard her. You'll get a chance to see her live and in living color. We've got over 250000 in cash and prizes. Our grand cash prize is $2,500. You get a free makeover. Not only will you be able to see and hear Dr. Martin, but such topics as six-figure selling, the greenbacks and going green, money-making marketing, the timeless principles of leadership, and discovering the power in your passion. And how about this one, Ignite Your Image. Again, go to www.thewinnersummit.com. That's going to be March 19th and 20th at the Hyatt Regency in Baltimore, right there at the Lovely Harbor. So you can also reserve your hotel room. There are special discounted rates that are only going to be there for a moment. So definitely take advantage of that. Dr. Martin, like I said, we have about two minutes left on the show. Do you have any closing remarks that you'd like to share? And, and once again, make sure we get all of your contact information. Yes, thank you so much. Um, I have worked with hundreds of thousands of people uh, through coaching, training, speaking, and consulting, um, and lives have changed for the better. And I'm always interested in opportunities to be of service as a speaker, as a consultant, um, as a coach. So to reach me, you can either go to the site that I gave you, positivelypowerful, all one word, dot com forward slash insights, or triadwest.com to reach me there. Um, my books are available online, How to Be a Positively Powerful Person, the other book of poems, There and Back. We have Positively Powerful Breakfast. We have Positively Powerful Women Celebrate for Women and Men in our women's workshop. You can also reach me at, um, you can attend one of my training sessions either here in Arizona and we're with one of my clients in New York City at DBI Education. D as in David, B as in boy, I as in, as in inspirational DBI Education in New York City. Oh, Deborah, it has been wonderful being here. Uh, to your listeners, thank you so much for listening. I look forward to meeting everyone in March and knocking them alive. Oh, I love it. Speaking that word, alive, but not the opposite. That's powerful. Right. Thank you so much, Dr. Martin. This, again, has been another great show with Wealthy Sisters. We want you to tune in next week where we have another powerful Wealthy Sister that shares the awesome information with you. Thank you so much. This is Deborah Hartnett signing signing off. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters brought to you by theprofessionalblackwoman.com, where success is inevitable. Join Deborah Hartnett, our host, next week as she interviews another powerful, positive, progressive, wealthy sister and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. See you next time.